Welcome to the Harbor Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information, visit us online at www.theharborli.com. So we're in a relationship goal series, and last week we, we interviewed a wonderful couple, Vinnie and Marianne, and been married 33 years, and we, we uh, just talked about uh, having a marriage that lasts and what it takes to to cultivate certain things, to have a marriage that lasts. In this series, we're going we're gonna to touch on all different aspects of life. So uh, one week might not uh, connect with you personally, but it might connect with a lot of people that are sitting around you. So um, today I want to talk about singleness because um, that is a demographic in our church that sometimes we, we don't speak to because we, we are speaking a lot about marriages, which is important, but there's a, there's a whole demographic of people that are single that anywhere from 18 to 60 or more, and you're single and, and you feel like there's something wrong and why isn't God answering my prayers? Why hasn't he sent me that, that mate or that spouse? And, uh, and I just want to uh, talk for just a couple of minutes about um, a kingdom perspective on singleness and dating. Uh, because I think that's just something that we need to uh, talk about. Now, Tim Keller, who's a well-known teacher and pastor out of the city, had done a little uh, uh, teaching on this, and it just really inspired me um, to talk about it. He, he, he really opened up my mind on a few things, and you're going you're gonna to receive a lot of that too today. But it was just so good. And, and uh, so there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians where the Apostle Paul uh, talks about uh, being single or being married, and it, and it kind of looks like he's having a bad day when he's writing this. In fact, uh, if you're single and you read the first couple of sentences, you probably won't read on because you already don't like what he said. And I remember when I was single and praying for my mate, and I read this, I thought, I'm not reading anymore because I don't like what he's saying right now. But um, I want to read it to you, and then we're going to expound on that just for a minute or two, and then we're going to have a wonderful interview today with a couple that are getting married this Saturday, and we're going to talk about singleness and dating and engagement and all that fun stuff. So 1 Corinthians 7, Paul, thank you, Paul, encouraging. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles. Don't know what he's talking about. Um, And I am trying to spare you those problems. But let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So if you just read this and stop here, number one, you're realizing that number Paul is saying, just don't bother getting married because it's full of troubles and the time is short. That's not real encouraging to a single person. Would you agree? Paul is having a bad day. But see, I know that Paul doesn't feel that way because when you read Ephesians 5, Paul elevates marriage to such a standard that he says things like uh, marriage is a is a picture of the relationship between Christ and us and that men ought to love their wives as Christ loved the church. He elevates marriage above everything else. So I know that he's not against marriage, but there's something in here that we overlook and we think, ah, he just, he just, he's saying it's, it's better to stay single because Jesus is coming back soon. Well, if Paul would have been right, do you know how many people would not have gotten married from the time he wrote this till now? So... Um, 
what is he talking about? Let's just read on, and I'm going to give you the context of this. And I think it'll help some of you with balance in the way you look at your singleness. So it says, from now on, those with wives should not focus only on their marriage. Those who weep or, or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them, for this world as we know it will soon pass away. So what he's saying is we live in a, in a, in a time and a culture where you're going to buy you're going to sell, you're going to go to work, you're going to get married, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to experience all the things of the world. But Paul is saying here, just, just don't put too much stock in all of that because it's temporary. It's temporary. It's not something that, that, that this life and what you see today is not all there is. Turn to someone and just say, That's, this is not all there is. So you have... Um, you have uh, an, an old kingdom where uh, before Christ, I'll just say pre-Christ, before Christ, you have an old kingdom, and you have a, a kingdom that, that needed to be completed and fixed. It was based on the law. It was, you know, we didn't have the Holy Spirit working with us personally like we do today. We, we, we could never have a personal relationship with Christ because you had to go through, you know, a whole series of things. And, and so it was an old system. It, 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 it served its purpose, but it was... It was outdated, and it, and it really, God wanted to, uh, to bring it into completion, and so Christ comes, and Christ comes and introduces a new kingdom, right? He, he introduces it, but it's not in its fullness yet. He'll, he's going to come again one more time, and it will be completed. It will be fulfilled. So the first time Jesus came, he came in humility and weakness as a baby, and, and, and you know, we know the story. He you know, 30, 30 years old, he started his ministry, and he started introducing this new kingdom, which turned the world upside down. He's coming back in power and in victory to, to basically complete that kingdom, and, and it'll be fulfilled in every way, and it'll be beginning of a new kingdom. And so you and I today live in the overlap of that. So in other words, we live in a, in a, in a culture, in a world that is influenced by... Um, the sinful nature and, and, and the, the curse and there's sickness and death and heartache and pain and all of the stuff that you and I deal with on a daily basis. That we say, man, just God, get me out of here. I can't take it anymore. You ever feel that way? Like there's just too much pain. There's too much sorrow. That's because we're still, we're still living in, 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 in the old system and yet there's a new kingdom. There's a new kingdom that Jesus introduced that, that we get glimpses of and, and, and we start to experience, but it's not completed yet. It's not fulfilled completely yet. It's there, but it, there's an overlap. So what Paul is saying is, in this verse, that there's something coming that's better than what you're experiencing right now. And in light of that, don't put too much stock into what you have in your hand right now. That's what he's saying. And so... Um, he, you know, he, he, should you marry? Absolutely. But don't be too consumed by it. Should you buy things? Absolutely. But don't be too attached to them. Should you weep? There's going to be times of weeping? Absolutely. But, but weeping should never overwhelm you because of what's coming. Should you be joyful? Absolutely. But don't go crazy because you can only have so much joy in the things of today. So, what is coming? What, in the light of what's coming, what is Paul talking about? Well, in Revelation, there's this, there's this picture of this wedding celebration. 
And that's, we are, as, as followers of Jesus, we are the bride of Christ. We are his bride. And, and so there's going to be this completion, this consummation of the bride of Christ and Christ, and there's going to be a big wedding celebration, a lot bigger than Saturday even, you guys. Big wedding celebration. And, and this is what it says. It says, uh, then I heard what seemed to be a thunderous voice of a great multitude, like the sound of a massive waterfall and mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt him and give him glory, because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, shining bright and clear, has been given to her to wear, and the fine linen represents the righteous deeds of his holy believers. And then the angel said, write these words, Wonderfully blessed are those who are invited to the feast at the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And then he said to me, these are the true words of God. So what Paul is saying is, in light of what's coming, on that day, every desire that you would ever have will be filled, fulfilled that day. The single people tend to think that once I get married, that will take care of all my issues. I'll never have another issue again in, in a particular area. That'll fulfill me in every way. Guess what? Not, that doesn't happen. Spoiler alert. If we're not careful, we can, we can turn marriage into an idol. And, 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 and next week I'm going to really talk a little bit about this issue and how we do that, how indeed we do that. And, and marriage is not, not about completing you in any way. It's about you serving your mate. And, and so all of your deepest desires as a person, as a human being, will be fulfilled that day. It will be completed. So what Paul is saying is that no earthly relationship, no earthly family, no earthly marriage can be anything more than a foretaste of what's coming. So be good stewards of it. Watch over it. Be faithful. But understand that it's temporary. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying if you're not married... Don't get all tangled up and knotted up about it. Don't feel like you've missed the boat. Don't feel like somehow you're less because you're not married and you look around at other married couples and you think, I'm, somehow I'm not complete because I'm not. Paul's saying that's rubbish. And if you are married, don't, don't make it an idol because the reality is, is that everything will be completed in, in, in the future, in that time, and all of this is temporary. So what I love about what Paul said here is he, he took singleness and he took marriage and he equaled them out. We, 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 we take singleness and we, we sometimes put on a badge of shame because we're single and, and, and we, like there's something wrong, like there's something incomplete about you. That is not true. Paul is trying to, he's, he's trying to equalize singleness and marriage. You are a child of God and you are right in the middle of God's will, and you are right where you need to be, and if you're not married yet, and that's your desire, maybe there's some things that God is completing in you before he presents you to that spouse or that bride. Don't live as though today is all there is. And so he, he introduced this kingdom perspective about singleness versus marriage life. And I just want to close, and we're going to do the interview real quick. Uh, in Psalm 37, uh, wonderful portion of scripture it says, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide you with what you desire the most. A husband, <laughs> um, but 
give, sorry, that wasn't God, that was me. Um, Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Paul Paul isn't downing marriage. Paul is saying, just chill out, dude. (laughs) Chill out. You're okay. He's got this. Don't get stressed about it. You're not less because you're not married, and you're not more because you are. He's saying both have challenges, but in light of what's coming, in light of what's coming, we're, we're longing for that point where we're complete in him and that we, right? Is there anyone here hear me today? Okay, good, good. So at this time, I want to invite a couple that are getting married this Saturday, six days, Pastor Rodney and Pastor Brittany. Come on up here. Let's give it up for this wonderful couple. So um, I just, I just uh, love this wonderful couple, and some of you that have never met Pastor Brittany, she's a licensed minister in the Assemblies of God and has, uh, was serving as a children's pastor and um, doing a great job at another church, and, uh, and uh, Pastor Rodney just swept her off her feet. And, um, and no, it, 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 you know, what was so great about you guys is, uh, and I got I to gotta set this up. I know you guys met before the Christmas party, but the first time we witnessed the Sparks were, was at the Christmas party. So we had a minister's Christmas party a few years ago, and Rodney was sitting at our table, and, um, and uh, Brittany walks over to the table. I mean, you were pretty bold, by the way. Right. I, just I know what I that. wanted. She, know, she comes over, and she starts talking to him, and there was just a tad bit of flirting going on. And, and Rodney, you looked embarrassed. I mean, you actually blushed. Yeah, I was like, oh, Pastor Mike is here. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't make eye contact with me the rest of the night. And so I'm, and, but, but I turned to Kim, and I said, ah, look at this. There's something happening here. So I called Rodney into my office the next day, and I said, Rodney, have you considered Brittany? Because she's awesome. Thanks, Pastor Mike. You're welcome. And, 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 and I then said, it, I got my eye on her. You, sure. you did. You did. You, you're a sly dude. You, you knew all along. You had it all planned out. But um, I just want to talk about um, the fact that, um, and of course, I didn't know you as well at the time, Brittany. We're just getting to know you, and you've just... Uh, become part of the Harbor family, it's the most natural thing in the world. And the reason why you don't see this couple is they serve at Patchogue in our children's ministry. So um, they're, they're serving every week there. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you at Santa Marichas. You came from darkness into the light, and it's just awesome. <laughs> so don't tell Pastor Scott. Um, so um, I remember many, many times you coming into my office and um, crying like a little girl. Um, no, you weren't. Um, but uh, but you you were you were you were um, just like Pastor Mike. Is it ever going to happen? And you know, I I have a desire to be married. I have a desire to be a husband. But there's no there's no there's no one right. That's what we all say. And and I remember many many times we talked about that. And uh, um, so I want to ask both of you, what was the waiting process like when you when there was no prospects, but you had the desire in your heart to get married? Um, yeah, I think uh, for me, um, you know, like I said in the first service, like uh, throughout the period of time of waiting, um, because when I, gr- I grew up in Haiti, um, so I was raised, uh, I didn't know Christ, you know, until I was 18 years old, actually, when I moved here at 17 and then started coming to uh, the harbor uh, and youth group, and that's when I gave my heart to Christ. Um, and then I, that's when I actually, I, from then there on, I was single. Um, and so 
for me, I felt like it was a lot of learning. Uh, it was a learning season for me, learning about uh, living as a single, uh, as a single Christian, a single guy. Uh, what it's like to honor God being single and also preparing for uh, what's to come, uh, which means meaning my future spouse. Um, I did did definitely struggle with um, trusting God with whoever that was, um, which ended up being at your office. That's why I always end up coming at your office every time. So, uh, but for me, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just say when you're in the fetal position laying on my floor crying, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine now. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, no, but uh, it was it was it, it it was really a learning experience for me to trust uh, God throughout the, this period of time, just being single, and also I learned a lot about myself and um, uh, being just being who God created me to be and preparing me for that season. Um, this is one thing I didn't see in the first services. Um, I felt like. God really, uh, really loves and will and will definitely pour into somebody who's single and preparing them for uh, marriage. Um, and I thought, even for me, I felt like God really taught me a lot of things about myself. And um, I love what you said before about God get, taking care of some things in your life to make sure that hey, if I'm going to give you your, my daughter, you better you know uh, get. So you, know, you think that sometimes uh, in the waiting process, it's God still preparing things in your life. Absolutely. So that he can entrust you with your, with your spouse. Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought even like one thing I love even being every time I met with you was you always told me to pray for my future, right? Uh, my future wife or spouse. Um, just me, pray uh, for her protection, pray for her uh, sexual purity and um, all the stuff that uh, comes with that. You And I always loved that and I would always, um, you know, listen and do the do that. But I felt like, oh, man, this was taking, I don't know when that's going to happen. It was taking forever. I'm like, okay, I'm praying now. I'm praying. But um, I also felt like I learned uh, that I can always trust God with that. And then also um, one thing, too, is that people will have suggestions, you know, as far as who you should date, who you should be with. I never never noticed uh, that ever. (laughs) Um, and I think for me, even praying, it's more than just looking cute together. You know, oh, you guys, you guys are gonna do great. You're gonna be a great couple. You're gonna do. You're gonna look cute. But they, it's more than that. You know, when you're praying, when you have that future spouse, because that person should be able to, um, you know, help you becoming more of who God created you to be. So I felt like in that period of time, even when, um, you know, I people have told me different, give me, given me some different ideas of who I should date, who I should be with. Um, I always try to pray and make sure that, like, I end up, I ended up with the person that God wanted me to be with. So the waiting wasn't easy, but it was necessary for you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, what was waiting like for you? Yeah, so I think one of my biggest things was um, to not settle. I think I, I, you know, you always want to be in a relationship. I think that society makes it hard where they think where you, they, there's like a stigma that oh once you hit like 25 you should be married and then like you should be in your own apartment like there's always these stigmas that are put on you so when you're not in that that area of life that like everyone else is in it it's hard and you have to have patience and like so I think the things that I like Rodney said like I prayed for my future husband as well but I also prayed that I wouldn't settle that I wouldn't just settle for something just because oh I need to fill that fill that momentary happiness that everyone else has um so to not settle and to pray for my future husband and to and through that praying I think God really showed me who I 
who I needed to look for, whether it be like, um, like per, not per, not personality wise, but just like my my number one thing was that you need to love God before you love me, and I was very adamant about that from the very moment that we started dating. Like you, I and I saw that it wasn't just something he said. Where you know, like when you first start dating and you're getting to know somebody, it's like, are you trying to charm me? You know. But with him, I always knew like he was so genuine from the first moment I mo- met, moment I met him in young adults group. Um, you could just see his passion for God. I saw him up here for Glow. That was like one of the first moments where I was like, this man is in front of tons of kids, kids, not adults, kids, and just sharing the gospel to them and had such a passion doing it. And I was just like, stop it. You're real? Are you sure? Like, God, like, can you be answering my, my prayer anymore? But so I think through the waiting season, it was just to not settle um, because I, I think God really saved me from a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, I had heartbreak, but it, I think if I, if I did settle, I would have had way more heartbreak. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I remember we're connecting, um, we're connecting with you, and it was actually at Connect Groups. So if you're here, you're single, Connect Groups, they work. They work what? for sure. No, but <laughs> I remember we're connecting uh, with her, and I was like, hey, girl, I heard... I heard you like can you, you can like you imitate how you did that. Hey yeah. girl, hey girl, I heard you like yourself some dark chocolate. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, it turns out I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I saved that one. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Have an awesome day, you guys. And, uh, Rodney, you are something, man. So, um, uh, how do you get back from that? You got this. I literally want to. I want to laugh so hard right now, and I'm holding. I'm holding everything in right now to get through this. Uh, so, as an engaged couple, um, what are the challenges that you have faced that are different from dating? Uh, just share that with us. How do you follow well, that, that up? You know. know? <laughs> No, I think um, right off the bat, like we're talking about like boundaries and stuff, and right off the bat, we had addressed that there's sex is for marriage. And I think being vulnerable and upfront and just communicating is so important. And um, like, you know, even you, if you had that conversation when you first started dating. Oh, I'm not even lying. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, because I also knew, like, with, I thought I turned it off. Um, I wanted to be very respectful because he was a pastor, and I mean, I'm a pastor, so we have a lot of eyes on us, and so for for me, like, I knew that, um, I don't know, I just wanted to be very respectful and just to know that I didn't take it lightly, you know, and I, we both, I, the first time we talked, when, uh, right before he made it official, like, we had gone on a date, we went to Hoshi Sushi, and he sat me down, and he was just like, listen, like, I really want to keep getting to know you. And he's like, I just want you to know I'm all in. Like, it's not like I'm going to love you uh, maybe sometimes. No, like, we both we both told each other from the start we were going to give each other our whole heart. And I think with that, it made me comfortable. It made him comfortable. And I always say, I always say this to him, like, when I see him love me, it makes me want to love him even more. And then when he sees me love him, it wants to, it makes him want to love me even more. It's that constant, like, explosion of love that's just, like, just keeps bouncing off each other and yeah. 
Um, so yeah, like from the beginning, we were so f so open and vulnerable with each so other. So in a society where sexual purity is really not even a priority, um, that's that's kind of a different way of thinking than what the world would tell you to think. Yeah. Uh, how how talk to us about that? I think uh, even for me, like I said in the first service, like um, like knowing yourself is so important. You know, like I again like. When I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. I wasn't a Christian growing up, so um, I had already been there, you know. So I had already, you know, shared, even shared with her like what my past was like. But for me, it was different when I became a Christian. Now living, okay, now what does that look like when you're single, living to honor God, but also like when you meet someone that you're eventually going to marry, how to also honor God with that? It is, a, it is a, it is a struggle, you know. It is, it is a hard thing to do, um, to go through, but. Uh, at the same time, you know, when, when that goal is to honor God with that, you know, area of your life, it's, uh, it's a bigger picture. There's something bigger than... Has it been more difficult since you've been engaged? Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't, don't say that so strong. You're scaring me, <laughs> man. Like, um, so, um, what are... What are <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real. So, so uh, okay, what about, what about uh, couples that are here today that... Maybe they're just on the journey. They're just getting on the journey. And that hasn't really been a priority, sexual purity. It's been, you know, it's been something where they haven't lived that way. Um, my question to you, what would you say to them? And my question is, um, it, you know, can you, can you have that? Is, that? is it possible to have that even now? Is it ever too late? Um, you know, so can, could you speak to that to, to them? No, I don't think it's ever too late. I think God knows our heart. God knows that we are human. We are fallen human. We all sin. We all mess up. And But I think it's also like when you notice that there's something that lines up with scripture and like, wow, like I didn't realize that was what it was intended for. Like sex is intended for marriage. And knowing that and no, um, and then expressing with like talking to God and also talking with your future spouse or whatever um, and just saying like, God, like that was my past. Like, my past does not define me. My past is not what I am. Like, I can, I can move on. I can turn, turn a new chapter, and now from here on out, God, I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm dedicating our relationship to you, and, and we choose to honor you. And in one of those ways is sexual purity. Um, and that, you know, and even if you, if you do fail, like, you know that God is always a forgiving God, and he knows your heart. So I think there's always there, that relationship with him. No. No, I don't. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, yeah, it, it's never too late. You know, like uh, if both of your hearts is to honor God in that way, like he will bless you. You know, there's more to come. And also I'd say just like be real and surround yourself with people that are also finding the same fight as you. I mean, it's not, it is a fight, but really isn't a fight. But when you're dreaming together and you know that the, there are people actually, wow, they're going through the same thing. And I feel like that, 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 that actually gives you even more strength. And also, God will help you. Don't try and fight it yourself. You know, like God will, you know, the Holy Spirit will help you uh, uh, go through it. You know, it's not like a draining, uh, you know, thing where you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, no, but, and, and you'll find joy as you do it as well. So, um, but it is only God that would, um, you know, allow that to happen for sure. So. Yeah, I also, sorry, so more, more thing. I think one thing that also helped me was just knowing, like, we have a lot of, like, teenagers or, like, little kids or, I don't know, just, like, people that are in our lives. And for me, I always want to be able to tell either, even if it's our future kids, like, to be able to tell them, like, this is what we did. 
and kind of be an example. And I think in the back of my head, I'm always thinking like, okay, like if, if, if I mess up, like, you know, we're not, we're human. Of course, it's, we shouldn't, we make mistakes. But like to know that there are so many eyes on me that like, wow, like I'm an example. I need to hold myself up to another standard because whether there's little kids, teenagers, whatever, um, they're watching you as well. And we but it's for the average. Them. It's for the person who's not in full-time ministry as well, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, like it's it's there's not like a different stand. I mean, there integrity is important as a as a minister and as a leader. But for every single person, right? I mean, it's like it's it's uh, it's important. And I know I know like with with Kim and I, um, you know, I I lived in the world as well, and I I made a lot of mistakes. Um, but in our relationship, we we decided to wait until our wedding night, and it it has brought blessing to our life, and uh, um, in ways that I wouldn't have imagined. You know, it's a covenant, it's a covenant relationship, and uh, so yeah, that's that's good. Um, well, I, I mean, appreciate you guys being vulnerable with that because that's not always easy to talk about, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, 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 I want to say too that like. It, you have to both also come to like the conclusion that like you're both are not perfect people. You know, like like Brittany and I were two imperfect people that need Jesus. You know, we need Jesus in our lives. That's the only way that we'll make it. So coming to that conclusion, know that hey, he's the, he's our only hope, and that we always need him in every area of our life, and that in, that's including uh, our sexual purity as well. So uh, it is just coming to that you know conclusion that like he is the one. You know, so. Yeah, and, and I will say this, Rodney, as a man, uh, the struggle for sexual purity also continues in marriage. Yeah. It doesn't just magically turn off, you know, like, like okay, I got this. It, it's a constant. It'll, you'll probably battle with it, both of you, yeah. for the rest of your lives. And, and uh, it's a constant. You have to stay with it. And, 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 you know, now it's not just about you. It's about the other person. So that's awesome, you guys. Thank you. And there's hope for, for, um, for everybody. There's hope for couples that just say, man, I blew it. I blew it big time. But there's hope. Every day is a new day. And uh, it's just wonderful. Um, what advice would you give someone that's in a relationship, but they're trying to figure out um, if that person is like the will of God for them? Um, how did you know it was the will of God for you? Yeah, um, I kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier that like, um, you know, you will meet people, you know, you'll find people that have an idea of who you, you want, who you, you must be with. You guys would look, make a great couple, would look cute and all that. Um, but it's important to pray about, like, to pray about that person that you'll meet and also follow the peace. You know, I think one thing for me is that, like, even though I, I would meet with those, you know, people, but, like, I never had peace, but not the peace, the kind of peace that I felt with Brittany, you know, so there was a peace there, and I, I just, I just followed that peace, you know, but um, it, once you, you know, when people say once you know, you know, but also, like, they, you, you just have to pray, you know, pray and make sure that, like, you know, because this person is going to impact your life forever, because you're going to be joined in marriage, so it is something, if it's important to you, it's gonna, definitely important to God, you know, so, like, he will, you have to make sure that, like, you put, you, you know, first of all, put that in God's hands that God, you know, I'm dedicating my future to you, my future spouse, you know who that is. Um, and please, you know, do not let me make any mistake or trying to date someone that I'm not even supposed to be with from the first place. So me, I followed the peace. I prayed, I followed my peace, and then also, um, you know, have people that encourage, just keep people around me that will encourage me and do the same thing. And one thing I love too is that like, when I started dating Brittany, she wasn't coming to our church, you know, so she was just coming to our connect groups and stuff. So 
uh, even when she was around, I really took, um, you know, the, I really, it was important to me to know what these people that have been in my life, uh, uh, Pastor Mike and all the, you know, all the leadership and my friends, what they thought of her, you know. So, like, that was really uh, something that was important to me. Um, and also get to see her around her, you know, her world as well. So, um, but for me, it was mainly peace, peace that God gave me with her, you know. And, again, when you wait and you pray about it and you get that peace, God will give you above and beyond. He'll go above and beyond for you. And that's what he did for me, honestly. I'm a blessed man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love you too. That was good. Dark chocolate. <laughs> He's a mess. <laughs> no, I think like like I said before, I think God like God knows your desires, God knows your passions, God knows what your heart is. And um I just saw a lot of those confirmed in Rodney. And God just continually just showed me through us dating and even getting to know one another of just like this is what I have for you. And there was a peace. There was that, there was that like communication that we had together that was just like it flowed. And it was I felt, I felt at peace with him. And that was something that like I needed. I needed to be comforted. I needed to know that I was cared for. Um, and because for me, those were also my insecurities. Like, will someone ever love me wholeheartedly? Will someone will someone ever understand me? And when I got to know him and how, like I said, genuine he was and everything he said, he always came through in. He always, like he would tell me he loved me, but he would also show me he loved me. And it was that constant like, wow, like you really mean it. And God really came through in this. And it's a, it's a prayer. Like I, I prayed ever since I was a little girl. I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to have babies. I always wanted to just do what God wanted me to do and be able to do that with somebody like we get to get married on Saturday. Turn up. Let's go. Six days. Brittany, you are awesome. I'm just going to say this. And we are so thrilled that um, you're part of the Harbor family now. And you've just knitted in so well. And uh, been serving with Rodney the last several months at Patchogue. And our kids' ministry is growing over there. It's thriving you're reaching a lot of uh, families, and uh, you're such a gift. And we look forward to doing ministry together for many years, all of us. I'm glad to be welcome to the family. Uh, good, good. I want to just pray over you guys since you're getting married Saturday. And uh, Father, we just thank you for this wonderful couple, and we just pray, God, a blessing on their, their day. Pray it be a wonderful day. I pray that it would be a day that would be uh, so perfect for them, that they could always look back on it and remember uh, how marvelous it was. But Lord, we know as believers that it's not just about that day. That's the beginning. And I pray that you would bless their family, bless their life when they bring children uh, into the world, God, that their, their children would be blessed and know you. And we just thank you for this incredible couple. Uh, they're an example and an inspiration to all of us, God. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you would like to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus today, visit us online at www.theharborli.com backslash next step.